This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. And his mercy endures forever. Forever. You know? Because he's just good. Oh, I love him. I love him. I love him. You know? But as we trust him. See, you know what? Y'all see me doing it. He said, well, that's Brother Bruce. That's Pastor Walt. Or that's, you know, or that's Pastor Norris. Or, you know, or that's Pastor Ed. Or that's, you know, one of them mighty strong Christians. Okay, be quiet now. See, y'all, y'all trying to interrupt the spirit. <laughs> uh, you know, but you know what? He said he works these things. 1 Corinthians 12. These manifestations of the Spirit, we call them gifts, you know, and it refers to them, and you know, not talents, but you know, he works them through how many? Say that. Who, somebody been reading their Bible? He works them through all, for the profit of all. You know. He's saying, well, you said something to him. You ain't said nothing to me. I've been talking to you all along. Listen to what the Spirit is saying. Because he's a faithful God. He's a good father. And he loves us. It's nothing, nothing too hard for him. I know, I know there's several people in here who needs healing, you know. Not my, I might not know you personally or whatever, but, you know, I sense it. But you know what? We're going to get in the message first. But listen to him. Listen to the heart of the Father who loves you so much. Amen. Listen to him. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love, for your mercy, for your truth. Lord Jesus, you are truth. Spirit of truth, Holy Ghost. Do what you do. I yield to you. Without you, I can't can't do nothing for anybody in here. You teach them. You're the teacher. These are your disciples, your students, your children whom you love. Open up our understanding. Open up our hearts to receive all that you have for us. I thank you, Lord. We are anointed to do so. And we are anointed to hear what you're saying, Lord. And to do what we see you doing. 
You are good. For your mercy endures forever. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. Y'all give him a hand. He's, he's a willing vessel and, and anointed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Did I tell you? Well, it don't, my name really don't matter. So, but anyway, it's Bruce. You know, a lot of people call me Brother Bruce. You know, so for a while I was thinking my first name was Brother instead of Bruce. But, but anyway, praise the Lord. Uh, as I said, you know, uh, Pastor Norris has been ministering on building God's house and and uh, you can put up our, uh, I guess our, uh, uh, the main scriptures he's been using out of Hagai. Uh, praise the Lord. <coughs> Trying to find where the light's the best. <laughs> we need to get a light that. <laughs> hmm? Did somebody say something? Anyway. I guess, brother. It's, thank you. Y'all get this, brother. He's a wonderful servant. He's all. He's pastor. Norris is armor bearer, and he's a faithful armor bearer. Amen. God rewards the faithful. I'm a witness, and I know you know there are plenty in here who are witnesses. Amen. God loves faithfulness because that's His character, and that's what He's working in us. Amen. Uh, uh, but in Haggai, chapter two. Uh, uh, amen. We'll go ahead. I'll just read it because uh, uh, on the twenty-first uh, day of the seventh month, the word of God came through the prophet Haggai. And let me say something about that. Uh, you know, the Bible says in First Corinthians, it says we we all may prophesy. But just because we prophesy don't make us prophets. Okay? So be careful, you know, about going around calling people prophets. Or, you know, some people hand out cards. I'm a prophet this, prophet that, you know. You know, uh, uh, the most important thing is that whatever you hear from God, the Bible says it, whether it's a prophet or not, all things are to be judged. That's why you heard me to tell him, you know, hey, you judge it. You judge it according to the word, according to the spirit of God, the witness of the spirit, and the character of God. Amen? So, but anyway, you know, we all may prophesy. And prophesy is not going saying, yea, uh, yea, thus saith the Lord, or, or the Lord is speaking to me, or whatever. Sometimes it's just a casual conversation. You could be prophesying to people, and, and sometimes you don't even know it. You can be given a, a, a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom and have no idea that God's using you at that time until somebody starts saying, well, how in the world did you, you know? And see, you know, when we're open to God, and sometimes God bypasses our mind because sometimes we might try to get it in a way and maybe throw in a couple of dust says and a yeah, yeah, you know? And, uh, uh, but, you know, when we, you know, the best, 
what I find is the best way to, to deliver what God has or to minister is just be yourself. Like I said, God made you unique for a purpose. You know, he didn't make me to be like T.D. Jakes to say, get ready, get ready, or whatever it may be. You know, or, or Pastor Norris, who's just an excellent pastor and teacher, you know. You know, but when, you, when you're yourself, you know, uh, uh, we have so much today going on in the world called identity theft and people who don't know their identity or what they are or what it is. You know, God made you the way you're, the way you are for a purpose, you know, and, and the only changes that, that need to be made is that the changes he makes when we come to know him. But as far as some of the other things that people are changing, you know, you're kind of going against the purpose of God because God made you to look the way you are to, to uh, 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 your person, even some of you, most of your personality. If it's not restrained, God will take care of that. But he gave you that for a reason. Some people are brass. Some people are gentle. You know, he made us that way for a reason because he has a purpose for us. There's some people who I can't receive from, and they could be saying the same things that the people I can receive from are saying, but it's just something just don't click. And it's not that they're bad or whatever. Sometimes it's just the way it's designed. You know, so, you know, uh, uh, be ourselves. You know, be yourself, you know, and God will use that because he has a person that needs exactly who you are. But if you go around changing everything, trying to be, you know, and God's got an appointment, you know, you might show up for an appointment, but it might go, you know, real bad because we're trying to be somebody else. Amen. So uh, be yourself. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm bringing myself and put on these specs that I don't like. But anyway. Okay. But the word of God came through the prophet Haggai. Uh, tell Governor Zerubbabel, and I'm kind of reading from the message version here. Tell Governor Zerubbabel and Sheatil and High Priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak, and all the people. Is there anyone here who saw the temple the way it used to be in all its glorious and what do you see now? Not much, right? So get to work, Zerubbabel. God is speaking. Get to work, Yahshua, son of Jehozadak, high priest. Get to work, all you people. God is speaking. Yes, get to work, for I am with you. The God of the angel armies is speaking. That's where, you know, King James says the Lord of the hosts. Amen. But God is not ju just God of the angel armies. He's God of this uh, earthly army called the church. Amen. Amen. And uh, uh, he's got work for us to do. Put into action the word I covenanted with you when you left Egypt. I'm living and breathing among you right now. Don't be timid. Don't hold back. That's some powerful words just in itself. Don't be timid. Don't hold back. You know, uh, uh, you know, God has brought us to this facility. Praise be to God. But you know what? It, it's, 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 we're thankful for this, but this is not what the building's about. 
The building is not about just brick and mortar. Even though the reference here, God was telling him, had to do with rebuilding the temple, you know, an actual building, you know. But the Bible says that the things in the Old Testament were foreshadows of the new. Back then it was brick and mortar and gold and all that, but today it's living stones. You know, the Bible says we are living stones, you know, and so we are the building of God. Amen. Praise be to God. Okay, where was I? Okay, don't be timid. Don't hold back. So God don't want us afraid or timid. He want us bold. Amen. And that's one reason we need the, uh, if, you, if you haven't received the baptism with the Holy Ghost. Because you know what? You'll be bold with him. When you know God's with you and you know that you know it, there's things you would do that you normally wouldn't do. Places you might go that you wouldn't normally go. You know, not, the, not for your flesh, but I'm talking about for God. You know, God sent me up north a few years back, and I'm from Florida. You know, and he sent me from a, to a place that it gets 40 below zero. And I'm like, God, you know, I go up there during the spring and the summer, you know, and I minister, but God, during the winter, I just come back, you know. It's like, no, he sent me up there. But he changed me and, and enabled me to do that. And I went up there boldly, you know. Anyway, you know, uh, uh, God will equip us and give us boldness for what he want us to do. Okay. This is what the God of Angel Army said. Before you know it, I will shake up sky, earth, ocean, and fields. How many of y'all know there is a shaking going on in the earth? You know, God been, you know, Pastor Norris has, you know, tell us to, you know, hear from God for yourself and for others too, but hear from God. What is God speaking to you right now? You know, don't live off of yesterday's manna because, you know, they couldn't keep manna longer than a day because if they did, you know, it turned into worms and all that stuff, you know. God wants to uh, 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 do a new thing in us, Amen. He wants it fresh. Amen. He wants it smelling good, tasting good. Amen. We, we don't want to be old stale bread. You know, but God is shaking things in the earth, you know. Everything that's happening in the world that's bad, let me say this, and I know some people might cringe at it. It's not the devil. Sometimes we give the devil too much credit. You know, when we, we, you know, we read things in the Old Testament, and, and we have to be careful about this. And, and then we come into the New Testament and say, well, it's all about grace, grace, grace. You know, Jesus is all about grace. That's true. He is all about grace. But he's, he's all about a lot of other things, too. Grace is not the only thing, you know. And, and my, 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 my Bible tells me, in the Old Testament and really in the New Testament, it says, you know, I'm the Lord. I don't change. So God has not changed his character, his word, or any of that. You know, what we see a lot today is things that have been spoken already 
And then based on the choices that we make. It's kind of like he told Moses at the mountain. He said, he said, choose you this day. Or Moses, he spoke through Moses. Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. Choose life or death. Blessings or curses. But the nature of God is always this. And this is where we see a lot of what grace does. He said, but I, I plead with you or I, or I encourage you. Please, come on now. Hey, choose the life. You'll get, you, it'll be good for you and y'all spend. Come, come, don't, don't get, choose this, choose this. Door number one. You know? Because God doesn't want anybody perishing or being cursed. And really, it's not so much God cursing people. It's the choice that they choose. The curse or the, or the thing that's not good for our life doesn't come because God so much sends it. It's because of the choice sometimes we choose. Even as believers. Amen. And I'll shake down all the godless nations. They'll bring bushels of wealth, and I will fill this temple with splendor. God of angel armies says so. I own the silver. I own the gold. The decree of God of angel armies. This temple is going to end up far better than it started out. A glorious beginning, but an even more glorious finish. A place in which I will hand out wholeness and holiness, decree of God of the angel armies. Amen. Uh, go to Psalms 127. Thank you, Lord. Why are you going there? I'm going to read something. That, uh, you know, God spoke to me on, you know, it was on January 1st. You know, I was just, sometimes God tells me things, and I'm like, why are you telling me? <laughs> you know, I'm just a, I'm just Bruce. <laughs> I work for the RSA, you know, software developer, you know. And, and sometimes it's, it's things, I mean, it's, it's kind of those kind of things you think maybe you'd be speaking to somebody else who's way more important or whatever. Some, but I think sometimes it's because I'll pray, you know. The main ministry that Jesus has and is still ongoing is prayer. Scripture says he ever lives to make intercession for us, for the saints. Amen. And hopefully through us, for those who are not his. Amen. But uh, let me go ahead and read. It says, my purposes and plans are made known to those who avail themselves to come after me. To those who will seek after me with their whole heart. I am in the secret place for my beloved. For those who are the call by my name, I purpose for them the kingdom's authority throughout the earth to establish my mandate 
And then I got in parentheses word to every nation. Bruce, I will speak concerning whole nations. There will be shifts in the African nations that have cried out to me. I will visit them and many will be added to my family. I will raise up and establish leaders who will listen to my voice and that of those who I will send unto them. Change. Abrupt change. In the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, Tehran, and Syria, I will cause a shakeup and removal of those who have stood against my name and people. New alliances formed with Gog and Magog. And if you don't know who that really is, if you hear about Russia and Turkey in the news a lot, that's the biblical places for Gog and Magog. Uh, if, you, if you do some research. Uh, new alliances formed with Gog and Magog by them, but my people will be shielded by my grace and love for them. They, my people, shall continue to prosper and inherit Wisdom is poured out to those who align themselves with my purposes. New dimensions to be revealed that will ignite a wave of supply for those who are the willing and obedient to yield themselves as mine vessels of honor for my glory. Then the next day, because it kind of stopped right there, the next day he said, come and go with me to a place of peace and abundance. A place of quiet, rest, and supply. This place is in the spirit. In the secret place where we commune together and flow as one. My purpose for my people is that they be one. This only happens when they deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. In the spirit is where all these Flow as one that I give, not from the natural, but alone in me. The flesh profits nothing. My people who do this will be strong and manifest the works I have foreordained that they should walk in. In exploits of the Spirit's power, walk humbly before me and trust. There's that word again. And full assurance of heart, faith, knowing that I will never leave nor forsake you. Remember, signs and wonders follow the word. Not, not me. Not you. Signs and wonders follows what? The word. And if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. You know, when I hear things like that, you know, because I've, God has spoken to me things, and, you know, I'd be like, okay. And I might tell a couple people or whatever, you know, because sometimes it'd be out there. And I'd be like, man, if I say something, I could be looking like a fool or whatever. But just like, you know, we just got through in. He said, don't be timid. Be bold. You know, I've shared things with Pastor Norris, you know, because, uh, you know, back on uh, March 28th last year, God spoke to me, you know, I was in my, you know, thing, you know, I'll do my devotions before I go to work, you know, spend some time with God and everything, you know, and he said, and he, you know, he said, Bruce, great catastrophes are getting ready to hit the earth. He didn't say he was bringing them. He said, he just told them they were getting ready to happen. 
you know. And he said, you know, I won't tell you everything, but God say some stuff. And so, you know, I said, okay, you know, this, again, I asked the question, why are you telling me this? Or is this, am I missing it or what, you know? And so, you know, I go to work, you know, later I'll get on the internet and I see Israel and Gaza just went at it. And I said, uh-oh, something's happening. Then later on, a volcano erupts in Hawaii. Later on, a volcano erupts in Guatemala. Fires and earthquakes, all these things start happening. And, you know, and I'm like, God, that was you, wasn't it? You know? And sometimes I feel bad, you know, when God speaks to me sometime. And I, you know, then I'm like, is this you or not? It's like, you know, Jesus said, my sheep shall what? Know my voice. Until I read about when Jeremiah and Jeremiah, we, he, God sent it, gave him a word. Now, Jeremiah was a powerful prophet. I'm not saying I'm a prophet, so don't, don't you know, I'm just talking about Jeremiah. You know, Jeremiah was a powerful prophet. And, and the, the, you know, there's portraiture in there where God gave him, they said the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. You know, and then it was about him buying a, 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 a relative of his land that was supposed to be sold to him. You know, and then here's the, uh, uh, God speaks this to him. And then when the, when the person who was supposed to, the, what God told him came to him and did it, then he said, then I knew. That that was the word of the Lord. So I said, okay, even Jeremiah, you know, it was kind of like, I believe I heard God, but it was just that little question, that little hesitation of like, and he's a, I mean, he's a major prophet. You know, he started off young, but then he said, and then I knew that was the word of the Lord and that I was to do that, you know, because there's a scripture that, that God confirms the words uh, 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 of his messengers, and, oh, excuse me, he, 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 excuse me, God said, I, I confirmed the words of my servant and I performed the counsel of my messengers. And that's who God has raised us up to be. You know, sons and daughters who serve, who have a message. Amen. And, 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 the, and the scripture says that the Holy Ghost will show us what? Things to come things to come and sometimes god will speak to us things and we can't be timid we got to be bold it could be somebody on your job who's going through a situation and it might you know your the word that you give could save their life or help them or whatever or bring them to christ amen so we have to be bold about these things amen psalms 127 I don't have a clock up here, so I guess um, we're in our new building, so I don't know about time. So, but anyway, y'all just holler at me if I go on too long. Psalms 127, verse 1. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. You know, the title of this message is Trust Me. Trust Me. You know? God has a work that he's telling us to do. You know, we, you know, a lot of people have worked in here and there's still a lot of work to do. You know, we, 
uh, uh, God's going to get us new carpet and all these things, you know. But those are just a little, you know, uh, uh, somebody help me out with my vocabulary here. Uh, uh, Cosmetics. Cosmetics, that's a good one. Cosmetics, you know. They're not really the essence of what this building is about. It's about holding us who are the true building so we can assemble together as one, you know, making a place for the habitation of the Spirit of the Lord. But we're also individual little buildings, amen, that God sends out from the main building to go be in places where we can carry that very presence of the Lord, amen, to do things. But he says, unless I build the house, that phrase, build the house, you know, the word house basically means family. But, but usually with the word build and that thing, it means to obtain children. What are we believing God here for? Hmm? Souls. I think I heard to grow. But children. God wants to add children to his family or house. Where we get the word household, family. You know, come on over to the, you know, it might be a physical house, but me and my house, my family. We're talking about family. Amen. God cares about family. Amen. And he cares about the family that's not at home right now. They're kind of like the prodigals. Some of them have never even been part of the family, but he's destined them to be a part. And he's given us this place to assemble so we can be equipped to allow him. Now listen to what I say. To allow him to build his house. See, we can have all our, our plots and our plans and our schemes of how to do things. But unless he builds it. Unless he watches over it, it's all in vain. It's all in vain. And that's where trust comes in. Trust comes in. Trusting him to do what he said and what he's already wanting to do. Amen? And so God has a way he does things. And really, when we use that phrase, has the way he does things. That's what righteousness is. The way God does things. That's what really the word righteousness means. Because when we do things the way God does things, then we're in right standing with God. That's righteousness. Amen? But when we do things the way we think or, or the way men say... And I'm not saying men can't say things, you know, but if it's not what daddy's saying, that being God, then it's not good. It's actually a curse. It's the flesh. And that's not what he's called us to. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 17, if you want to turn there. 
Of course, my message never goes like I envision it and like I'd be <laughs> studying it and thinking, you know. But he, we're talking about trust me. Our way or Yahweh? Curses or blessings? <laughs> Amen? Amen? The spirit or the flesh? What are we going to do? Who are we going to be? How are we going to do God's work that he's saying get busy with? Amen? Get to work. Where are we getting our ideas from? This is just, just something to ponder. Jeremiah chapter 17, starting in verse 5, says this. Thus saith the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man. Now, I want to make a clarification about that. You know, uh, uh, some of y'all are fathers and mothers in here or, you know, uh, uh I use Walt because he's, you know, he's a, he's a father. I know him, known him for, for years. You know, he's a grandfather. But you know what? <laughs> you know, and Walt, Walt, he'll tell you about his life, you know, but he's testified. But, you know, he came to know God, got on fire for God, you know. And, and Walt, you know, he had a family. You know, his wife, Therese, and his children, you know, uh, uh, uh. You know, and then now he's got grandchildren. But, you know, as he's raising that family, his family had to put some trust in him. So I'm not, when it says, cursed is the man that trusts in man, it's not talking about, uh, uh, you know, there can't, if you uh, uh, put any trust in man, that you're cursed. You know, he's not, that's not what he's saying. You know, they had to put trust in and Walt, because Walt had a function as, number one, a husband to his wife, Teresa, and a father to his children. So he has a godly function ordained by God. So he's in right standing with God by being a father because he's got children, but also have it being, being married and being a husband. So he has God-ordained functions that he's to walk into, you know. And so, because of that, there is trust that directed toward him, but it's really directed back at God because the function is what? From God. Amen? So, there is an element of trust that had to be there in order for him to function in God's way as leading that family. Amen? But when you go to the root of even that trust, the reason there's a trust towards him is because he's trusting in him. His eyes are on God. And, he, and not only is it on God, but he's making sure they know that. And so as they trust him, like Apostle Paul said in one place, follow me as I what? Follow Christ. He kept the focus on the one who it should be, the trust in him. And therefore, there is some trust. We trust Pastor Norris, you know, to lead this ministry 
you know. But our trust is still not in Pastor Norris. It's in the one that Pastor Norris is looking to who gives him an instruction or, or function as a pastor. And as a pastor, there's things that we, the scripture tells us to, how to be with the pastor. And so we can trust that. And as we see that, we can follow God. Amen. As he's leading or others, you know, that help him. Amen. You, you understand what I'm saying? Amen. He, and Pastor Norris, trusting God, trusts me to be here seated trying to give y'all a message, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I know his trust ain't in me because I know me. But anyway, but, you know, our trust is in God. But anyway, curse is a man who trusts or puts his, the word trust there, a Hebrew word that means to, to, to he or to hasten vehemently, you know, for refuge. It's kind of like that word or phrase we were, I mentioned earlier about the secret place. You know, where is your secret place? Is your secret place in another person? Do you look for your peace from another person? Do you look for your strength from another person? That's not saying, again, that you can't receive strength from, from people encouragement and things but where is your anchor where is your hiding place is it in the doctors no I, I go to the doctors you know nothing wrong with doctors I believe God ordained them as a function to help in the earth you know but is my trust totally in them you know, where, as the scripture says, do I look, lift my eyes to, from whence cometh my help? Now, now God might use Chris to help, help me with something. But is my eyes lifted up to Chris saying, okay, you know, if you don't help me, ain't no help, ain't no hope, it ain't, I'm going under, you know. Or it is, Father, I'm looking to you. Your word says, your word says. See, if I don't know what his word says, then I don't know what he'll do for me. If I can trust him, if he is my help, you know. But let me go on. Curse is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. Oh, I, you know, I'm a self-made man. I can do it all on my own. You'll get in trouble every time. I, I, I can bear witness to it. Whose heart departs from the Lord. So when we look to other people instead of looking to him, you know, you might say, no, I never walk away from God, but sometimes that's how we do. We think, well, you know, it don't look like God going to come through. I'm going to go do this, go do that. 
Now, if God's leading you, go do that, do do this and do that, good. But if it's just because you say, well, you know, he ain't going to give me my way, so I'm going to go do it, you know, do it the way I want. The scripture says that it's a curse. It's a work of the flesh. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes. See? mm. You know, Job went through something for, most people think it was years because they think, oh, I'm I'm like Job, and they've been suffering and going through something for years, you know, and it's, and it's you know, I'm not saying you can't deal with things for years, but they kind of, I'm just like Job. I'm going through it, you know. You know, I'm going through the battle, you know. But the battle's the Lord's number one. Right. You know, if you give it over to him, maybe the tide will turn. But, but anyway, you know, but what Job went through lasted really about nine months, about the time they give birth. You know, and you know what? Uh, 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 Joe, Joe went through this thing, but his eyes stayed on God. His eyes stayed on God. You know, his wife tried to get him to curse God, you know. Why don't you just curse God and, you know, and do things your own way? Joe said, no. He didn't, he thought this was coming from God, but it, but even then, his, his heart was still right because he didn't have what we have today, the Holy Ghost and the Word of God written down, you know. But he kept his eye. He said, hey, shall we not, if we receive good from God, shall we not receive evil from God? Now, God's not going to give you evil. We know that now, but see, Job didn't know that because he don't have what we have. You know, Jesus said, hey, pray, pray to the Father in this way, after this pattern, you know, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, you know. And see, ain't no sickness in heaven. Ain't no poverty in heaven. Ain't no murder in heaven. No fear in heaven. You know, that's the will of God. You know, Job didn't know that back then. But see, we do, you know. And unless we know God, unless we know his word, you know, we won't know what's really ours. And we're going to be like that tumbleweed in the desert that when God's got good, we might be going through something and we're like getting ready to say, well, I'm going to go do this. And that thing's on its way. But because we start leaning to the flesh, we won't see it coming and we'll miss it. I hear people say sometimes, even preachers and just people, and you know, I, I probably said it, probably think, we make general statements like, you know, oh, grace will cover you if you make the wrong decision. Well, if you make the wrong decision, one decision can take you out of here. That's what I be thinking. I say, I hear people, I say, don't say that, you know. Or if you, if you get away from God, his grace will bring you back. Well, if you get away from God to the wrong place, and, and you get taken out of here, how God going to bring you back? <laughs> See, we need to stick with the word and the character of God and the spirit of God. They always agree. I mean, it, and, and, and then the grace will, God will deliver us from things, you know. 
But but some things, you know, even uh, Apostle John was talking about in in in, in uh, one of his epistles. He said, you know, uh, 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 you know, you pray for somebody who's you know trapped sin and pull them out. He said, but there's some. I'm not saying you pray for everything because there's something you can't pray for. You shouldn't pray for, you know, meaning God ain't going to deliver them. But, you know, so let's stick with the word. Let's stick with what daddy's saying. And let's keep trusting and not miss when good has come. Let me finish this. I I know. What time is it? Because I have no. Oh, here it is right here. (laughs) Slapping me in the face. Okay. Okay, okay. All right. All right. But shall in, uh excuse me, but shall inherit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. The message Bible says it like this verse 6. He's like a tumbleweed. It kind of sounds like what James says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and don't let that person think he's going to receive anything from God. That's because he's not trusting in God. You know, when we're trusting in God, you know, we're, we're rooted. We're single-minded. It don't mean questions don't arise. You know, those things happen. Your mind could be going off in your, uh, like a machine gun with doubt. But if it's not in your heart, it don't matter what is going on in their head. You, we need to speak to it, you know, try to calm it down there. But it matters what's in your heart. You know, because what's in your heart is going to eventually come out of your mouth. And that's what sets into action what's going to be. Amen. He's like a tumbleweed on the prairie, out of touch with the good earth. He, he lives rootless and sinless, excuse me, aimless in a land where nothing grows. That's the person who chooses to trust, put their trust in men, fully in men, okay, and not in God. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope or confident expectation with an anticipated pleasure is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when he comes but his leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought nor will cease from yielding fruit even when tough time comes you know when that uh two thousand was it 2008 when the financial thing hit when it hit i heard people talking about cutting back in it and I said, I said to myself, and I said to other, I said, you know, I'm going to increase my giving. I'm not going to cut back. You know, and I'm reaping the rewards today. And I know I got more to come. But you know what? I did not let the circumstances dictate, you know. I'm not saying I haven't ever let the circumstances dictate because I have. <laughs> I've been over on the flesh, you know, before. You know, I'm not going to sit up here like I'm got everything told together but you know what i drew a line in the sand and said no uh uh-uh. i know what the word of god says concerning this i've seen his faithfulness 
He's a good God. He's a faithful God. I'm not under this thing. I'm, I'm under what God says, you know. And he said, even in the time of drought, I don't have to be anxious. My leaf going to be green. Amen. Because he is our provision. Amen. Nor will cease from yielding fruit. The heart, then it goes on to say, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You know, of course, that's under the Old Testament right there. But when you get born again, your heart's no longer deceitfully wicked because you get a brand new heart. You get the spirit of God leaving in yours. But, but at the same time, you have to do what the scripture says and what? Renew your mind. Because how can two walk together unless they agree? And see, if your spirit is saying one thing, but you ain't renewing your mind, getting the word of God. Now, everything in the word and the not in the word is in your spirit. That's why First John says, you know all things. It's not talking about up here, but it says it's a, the access to it is in your spirit. Because the, the one who is truth and knows all things lives there. Amen. But we need to get the two in agreement. And when they're in agreement, guess what? We can walk much better, not, you know, swaying or whatever. I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Amen. So that, that tells me I can't, you know, uh, do one thing and say, well, God's grace will cover me. Inspect the different uh, harvest. Amen. No matter how much grace I keep saying, grace, grace. Now, grace is powerful. I'm not, see, I'm, I'm not belittling grace. But see, we, you know, God has a way he does things. You know, God's grace was there for Ananias and Sapphira's, but they lied to the Holy Ghost and they dropped dead. Grace was available then. Grace is not a covering. Grace is an enablement to be all that God called you to be, to do all that God called you to do, and to have all that God called you to have. Now, mercy does cover. It'll come in there and cover for us where we don't get what we might deserve. Amen. John three sixteen. I'm I'm gonna wind up. I'm, uh, how many of y'all give me about five or so more minutes? Okay, thank you. I was gonna take it anyway, but I mean, no. <laughs> okay. Anyway, anyway, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Where it says that whosoever believes is really talking about what is referencing here in a, uh, reference in Jeremiah 17. Whoever puts trust in him won't perish amen but they received that everlasting life god didn't send his son into the world to condemn us or to uh, uh sentence us you know or pass a uh, uh, judgment on us 
but that we could be saved, that we can come in to that place where he is, in the place of the spirit, in the place of life, amen, in the place of faith. Romans 8, 1 says this, there is therefore now, let me back up, verse 18 and 19 in, in John chapter 3 goes on to talk about, you know, men loving darkness rather than the light, and they believe not, and it said they were already condemned. Really, that you can switch that word condemned to say cursed. Now, God did not place that curse on them. See, sometimes in the body of Christ, we're afraid to speak some things that seem a little tough in the Bible. Because we think, okay, God is love. And God's not going to do anything bad to me. No, he won't. But the choices you make. See, God, I, I tell people this. I tell them, where, you know, whether it be the prison or on the job or whatever. I say, you know what? God, thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. God has set his word out there. The Bible says his word is forever settled where? In heaven. His word is forever settled in heaven. So, in other words, God has released his word out there. He's spoken the word. He sent the word. Jesus. And so, in that word, it still has blessing and what? Curses. Y'all with me? Blessing and cursing. And there's still a choice today like it was back then. Amen? And so God sends his word out there, you know. And so when people say, well, God ain't going to do nothing bad to you, no. Who's going to do it? Jesus told him this. He said, I ain't going to judge you. He said, the word I speak will. It's going to judge you in the end. See, the word is out there. And see, the word going forth says, okay, if you do this, this is going to happen. But if you don't do this and you go this way, this is going to happen. Now, is God doing it? No. It's like he put out a spiritual law, which his word is. We're afraid of that word law, too, you know. But it says the law of the spirit of life. It's the law. The law of faith. The law of grace. All of them are spiritual laws. But when they're operated the way God wants us to operate with them, their life, their peace, their joy, their strength, their encouragement, their direction, their lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Their hope, their health, healing, deliverance from every work of darkness and evil. This strength, this power, power over all the power of the evil one. We don't have to fear him. You don't have to fear the devil. Amen? Because the, if you're a child of God, the greater one lives in you. Amen. Oh, I'm running out of time. Romans 8, you can read this, Romans 8, 1 through 11. You know, it talks about there's therefore now con no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. But then it don't stop there because a lot of people do. Say, you know, God, there's no condemnation in Christ. But it says there's therefore now no condemnation 
to those who uh, are in Christ who, and then it throws that big word in there, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, if you're born again, you're in Christ. You're in the things of the spirit. And if you follow him, follow the word of God, no condemnation comes. And God won't condemn you. He won't. But the choices you make. See, there's no condemnation coming from God. You know? And when you're walking in the spirit, no condemnation can get, not even from the enemy can get to you. But if you choose to go to the flesh, something happens. Judgment, condemnation is not coming from God. As, for, as a matter of fact, in 1 John it says, if our heart condemns us. He's not talking to the world there. He's talking to the church. See, our heart's been changed. And we, we go against it. It says our own heart will condemn or convict us. What, why is that happening? So it can let you know you, something's wrong. The choice you made was wrong. It still don't put you down. Any condemnation above that or conviction above that is not coming from even your heart. It's the devil when he says you're no good, you never amount to nothing. That's the enemy. But when it says, okay, that's not right, ooh, I don't feel good. Then it says, okay, check up on yourself. What did you just do? Or what is it that made you feel that way? Get it right with him. Get back in the realm of the spirit. Amen. So it goes, it talks about that. But all this ties back to blessings and curses. Amen. Watch what you say. The scripture says a wise woman builds her house. But the foolish pulls it down with her hands. It says the wise woman, but men do the same thing. Watch what we say. Jesus said, I only say what I hear Father say, and I only do what I see him doing. Amen. Read Galatians. I just give you the reference here. Galatians, excuse me. Uh, well, I will talk about this one. And, and, and Philemon, Philemon. It depends on what part of the country you're from, how you pronounce it. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I love this verse of scriptures in there. Uh, you know, uh, where the Apostle Paul is, he said, let the communication, that word communication there is the Greek word koinonia, which means partnership, participation, fellowship, and communion, or, you know, a, a, a common union, become effectual or divinely energized. How does it become divinely energized? By the acknowledging of every good thing that's in you in Christ Jesus. If you're a child of God, 
if you're not acknowledging who's in you or whose you are and what he has in you, you're missing out. You might be wondering, how come I ain't getting this? Or how come this don't happen? Or what are you acknowledging? Are you acknowledging your situation or the problem? Or are you acknowledging him that's in you? The spirit of truth. The Bible says the fruit of the spirit is in you. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and self-control. Are you acknowledging those things are in you? Are you acknowledging that, hey, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Are you acknowledging I'm more than a conqueror in him who loves me? Are you acknowledging I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? He is my strength. He is my hope. He is my peace. I don't have to pray for peace to come down over me. Peace, if I begin to acknowledge it, will rise up in me and give me peace in the situation. You know? Everything that God has for us was in the seed when we got born again. And as we, as we draw near to him, and he draws near to us, as we get in the word, we, we people a prayer. See, this is how God builds his house. Through these things. Through prayer. Through this thing called a tongue. Through his word. The Bible says we're living epistles. Read of all men. Living stones. What are we saying? What are we doing with who we are? Who are we exposing? Or what are we exposing to others about who we are? What we have? Where's our focus? Is it just on myself? I have to look at myself a lot of times because, you know, I'm... I have to always put this claimer out there. I'm not advertising. But I'm single, you know? So, like I said, I'm not advertising. But, but you know, I have to look at myself. Because I got, I got, you know, close friend mentioned Paulette. Well, I got a lot of close friends in here, you know, and that are married. And God's, the word of God says in the, in the Psalms, it says, I put the solitary in families. If you feel lonely, God said, I, I put you in families so you'll be taken care of. You know, if you like, because, you know, the Bible says he that desires friends must first show themselves friendly. See, now, if you ain't showing yourself friendly, some families might not want to do it. But uh, <laughs> saved or not, they might like, hey, I don't think God bring me to that task. You know, but he might. But anyway, you know. But I have to look at myself, and, and, and y'all can put these in action points, and if you want to get the outline, it's on, on thing. But anyway, because I've gone all kind of crazy with this message. But, you know, what, what my whole point, and, and if you hear me the times I get up here, you know, God placed in me to encourage people and exhort people and to uh, uh, get people to begin to operate in who you are. I do it. I tell them ladies in the prison, I say, hey, God can do anything. And, you know, first of all, the main thing I try to get them that Father loves you. Our Father loves you. He's your Father. You know, to get them to see the nature of the Father so they can, they, they can understand that, hey, if he loves me and he's in me, that means I can't do, I do got something. I can't be something, you know. They can, you know, it'll help them begin to 
drop off those things of the past and begin to take on and say, hey, just because I wear all white and they got a number on it don't mean I can't go forward and do something, even from here. You know? What are we doing with what God has placed in us? Are we allowing him to be all, like the Marines say, come and be all that you can be? You know? And, and the Marines are great, but God's army is greater. Signs and wonders follow the word. And if the word is in you, and you allow the Holy Spirit to just use you wherever you're at. You might have a desire to be in front of a pulpit or whatever. That's good. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. But allow God to use you right where you're at right now. Be faithful. There are hurting people. There are broken people. There are people that need healing in their bodies. You know, you don't even have to make a fuss. Just go over there and, how you doing? Just want to say, uh, uh, love you, bless you, you know. Good to see you here at work today. You're laying your hand on them. See, if you know what you're doing, and you're doing it in faith, you don't have to worry about the results. You just say, well, Daddy, I, I heard they were sick, and I have just felt led. You want me to just go lay hands? You don't have to tell them, hey, I just laid hands on you. We're going to cast out the devil and, 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 and bleed for a miracle. You don't have to just go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And under your breath in Jesus' name. You know, simple. God didn't tell us to produce the miracle. He just gives us the way to do things. And then by the Spirit, it happens. You know? And, and, and I'm guilty of it. Sometimes we put too much effort into it. With our long prayers and all these things and just a little childlike faith running up and saying, with that same joy that a child would do it. That same faith, childlike faith. Amen? Our community, our world awaits us. No, no, no guilt, no shame on us. But just let's go be ourselves in Christ Jesus. Time is getting short. I got natural stuff I want, you know, and Lord when He'll bless me with them. But that's not my main focus. My main focus, praying for somebody when they're going through a battle and believing God that it's going to be okay. And that it'll come out good. And then seeing that it does come out good. You know, encouraging somebody, you know, who got a hope and a dream that's looking to God for some things, don't know exactly how they're going to turn out or how they're going to happen, but encourage them to say, hey, keep going after him because he's got a plan. He's got a way. Amen? All of us can do that. All of us. 
God will use children. He'll use a donkey like me. You know? Paulette really liked to think that funny. So. That's okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know? But he will. He'll use you. He'll use me. Amen. Stand up with me. I know probably, I don't even know what the end time is around here. Nobody told me. So it's 1220, but don't let that distract you. Stay in the atmosphere you're in right now. How many of you believe God has a plan for your life? That he wants to use you? It don't matter your age. Moses didn't step into ministry till he was 80 years old. He tried back when he was 40, but he tried to do it his way. And he ended up having to flee Egypt and spend 40 years in the desert. But God didn't give up on him. God had a plan for him at 80 years old. It don't matter your age. Don't matter how young you are, how old you are what the color of your skin is, what your gender is. And there's really only two, so, you know. He loves you just like you are. And he wants to use you. If you just bow your head, uh, maybe you're here and you said, you know what, I hear what you say. And it sounds good. But I've done so many things or I don't know this God. Well, you can. Or maybe you say, I've been going my own way. I've been doing things because I want to do them. I got tired of waiting on God. But it has brought me problems. A mess. But I want it to change. If that's you, and maybe you need to invite Jesus in your heart for the first time to receive the life of God, the very nature of God, his divine nature, his power, his character, his truth in you. That's you and you want to become a child of God. Raise your hands right now. Or if you've been away and you need to uh, uh, you know, get things right with God. Go ahead and raise your hands with everybody's head bowed. Anybody in here like that? I'll give a few more moments. I see one hand, okay. Anybody else? I see that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let's, I don't know which one is in which category, so what we're going to do, we're going to, as a body. See, this is part of that thing, doing it God's way, helping them. We're going to help those two, you know, either come to God for the first time or get back right with them. Amen. So everybody just pray after me. Say, Father, I believe what you did with Jesus and sending him to the earth. To die for my sins. To give me life. 
I know he was buried. And on the third day, he rose from the dead. And he sits at your right hand. Jesus, save me. Cleanse me with your precious blood. Make me a child of God. I come back to you. I am yours. And you are mine. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you, Father. I love you. Amen. If you prayed that and you were in either one of those categories, you know what? That simple prayer. Prayed in faith. Things are different. Things have changed. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.